Hey, y'all, it's Noxie. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the pain assassins on Facebook? No, Noxie, what's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins was started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude, and they make sick merchandise, so you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. <sighs> anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out. Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I am your host. So it's Wednesday. It's what's on your mind. We had an awesome one set up for tonight, but unfortunately our guest is super busy with tenter battles and had to reschedule. So didn't know what we were going to do. Scrambling. So I put a, put a little poll up on the uh, discussion group. Did you guys want a birthday bash episode or bring everybody in, have a cheery old good time, or do a topic episode? Well, she just mixed the two together pretty much. Yeah, the, the birthday bash one. And I didn't really want to do the birthday bash, so we, so we mix, we're mixing it. So, uh, yeah, so when anybody jumps on, if anybody jumps on, um, the birthday you wanted bash. to gloat. You wanted everybody to gloat about. Yeah, it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The birthday. But ba- listen, it's my birthday tomorrow. Yeah. Well, the seventeenth. Is it tomorrow? Yeah. When everybody's listening to this. Yeah, it is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Um, yep. So since it's my birthday and since it's my podcast, I'm gonna. If anybody jumps on, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna hype me up. We're gonna talk about me. How how have what? I how what have I done or how have I influenced you or or maybe made an impact on your life or something like that. And then, and then a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, but I just feel like it's not right for an episode unless we had a bajillion people come on. So maybe we'll have enough people come on. Um, Pet peeves and detailing. What's your pet Mm -hmm. peeve on detailing? I've got a few. Um, So first of all, Jason, obviously co-host here. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. You know, it's been a, I, I just got, I just got back from my three day vacation on facebook so that was yeah. pretty cool nice um so yeah other than that i've been pretty good i know how are you doing i'm fine i'm, I'm feeling good that's <clears throat> what it is it's spring break it's dead over here not doing anything this week so it's all good yeah, spring break usually busy in your area no spring break well i mean everybody's, yeah, I mean, on, everybody's not- on vacation 
Everybody's yeah, everybody's in Orlando at Disneyland or I mean Disney World and Universal. Listen, Studios. most of the most of the people I know are are have left Dodge. They are out of town, gone. Yeah, that's the smart people in your area. That's what they do. They just go out of town yeah. while the the people come in town. Yeah, yeah. So there's no work for me to do. <clears throat> so I'm just hanging out, hanging out this week. <clears throat> Shell took the week off with Haley, and uh, we've just been hanging out. So I jumped on the pool today. Got on the pool for a little bit. Yeah, how'd that go? Listen, it was still cold. It was still cold, but it was it was a little refreshing. Thinking back to last year too, of like last year for your birthday, that was yeah. awesome because I came out to our uh, we went to Orlando. Yeah, yeah we went to movies. Yeah, that's we went right. to movie uh, movies. <clears throat> I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I know yeah. I was, no, you know, it, was like yeah, it was, the pool was meh. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Smash Burgers. I mean, you can't. I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong with Smash Burgers. I mean, it, it no Five Guys, Burger Fi, whatever, Steak and Shake. I mean, any anywhere that does a Smash Burger. I mean, I make them on my griddle out in the garage. They're, you know, you can't go wrong with a Smash Burger. But I think they could have like made the place a little more bit more movies ish than just putting up a couple of banners and. Playing Clerks <laughs> 2 on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would have made it better is if they had some of the actors and stuff there. Dude, I know if, he was there the first they, day. Yeah. I mean, even if they could have just like somewhat replicated it to the fact of it looking like a, a takeout restaurant or, you know, a Burger King or McDonald's or whatever, Wendy's, which is what it was, you know, modeled after um, mm-hmm. in the movies. If they could have just somewhat dress the place up to look like that it would have been a better experience yeah and i can't remember that they didn't even have the the cow thing on the door when you walked in no yeah see nope. like that's a that's an easy thing like you open the door mm, yeah you know? they yeah, could have had the little they could have had the little computer over in the corner you could get on there and um, all right now, now you're making my my memory suck <laughs> like i i had good memories and I point out all the bad shit. And I'm like, well, all right, maybe you're right. It did suck. Listen, man, it's my birthday. I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> it ain't your birthday yet, man. How old are you going to be this time? Old enough to know better, buddy. Yeah, okay. Big 5-0? <laughs> no, not yet. I'm, I'm nipping at Tommy's heels, but I'm not there yet. Oh, yeah. Tommy, he, he turned 50. Yeah, Tommy just turned 50. Motherfucker's a half a century old. I know. And he lived in L.A., man. He probably seen some shit. Yeah, and in Vegas too. So. Yep. Yeah. So. So um, what is? We'll just we'll just go with the topic. You know what 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 is one of your pet peeves? Now I'm gonna draw a blank. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch, dude. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Like, so I saw, I saw a. A post today on Instagram, and it said something along the lines of, "I don't know if people are that annoying or if I'm just that angry." Because <laughs> because that's how I feel sometimes when I scroll through Facebook at some of these detailer posts. Like, it's just annoying and angers me, <laughs> and that's a that's a. A pet peeve of mine just some of the stupid stuff i mean i mean we okay so i'm it's fresh i'm gonna talk about it you you had a great post today 
that meme that went around this week about you know the you, you know you went to a cheaper detail meanwhile he's in my detail group or whatever asking questions or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. like, like that one dude like it's it's while it's funny it, it's not really called for man and, and i don't know i mean people can say oh you know you take it too serious it's just fun and games um but i think you had a great point when you were when you were posting about it man like the the guy who you know maybe maybe was a little bit cheaper than you and landed the job you know and so he just wants to make sure he's going to do it right you know and so he's in a facebook group that he joined and he's asking the question of you know hey i've got this how do i do it because he's looking for guidance and Mm -hmm. you know that shouldn't be really made fun of you know it's it's stuff like that dude the industry has just gotten so childish in a way um where you know all the people that you know supposedly have a voice Mm -hmm. or have these big names or whatever um are just coming out and making fun of of you know the guys and gals who don't know as much or just starting out and it's like Mm -hmm. dude do you not remember when you started like i'm sure Mm -hmm. you weren't you know billy badass superstar that you are right now you know i mean i think about that all the time like i i'm so grateful for the people that i've met in this industry that have actually like guided me and mentored me and you know to get me to to where i am now i still have a lot to learn but i'm like i still think of those days like six years ago seven years ago when i just left the car wash and i was watching greg masterson's videos on youtube just to learn how to do the motions of a of you know with a polisher and um what pads and what compounds even though they were chemical guy stuff it was still a a way to learn like okay a compound goes with the cut pad and things like that um and i think a lot of these people just you know are on their on their pedestals you know or on their high horses because they've been they get their ego fed too much Um, that's probably one of my pet peeves too is a lot of people put themselves on their own pedestal but there's also details out there who have blinders on right they get it's like the shiny object syndrome yeah right? they just see see the what a, a nice shop and and nice tools and and great products with great results and don't get me wrong some of these detailers who who do put themselves on a pedestal they do some great work but there's no need to put yourself on there and then everybody who has these blinders on kind of you know feed that ego and then you know that's where a lot of this stuff stems from where you know, you got one person who thinks they're better than somebody who's making fun of somebody else. Yeah. And then somebody else thinks it's okay. So they go that route instead of trying to actually help somebody and lift somebody up and, and try to create an industry where not everybody can do this forever. So right. you want to be able to have somebody who could like take that mantle, pass the torch, so to speak, yeah. to somebody who will have, you know, the same skill set or better that you had to it's like leaving the industry in better hands right right i, don't, I feel like there's not going to be that many people as there are now because let's face it we have a lot of people in this industry who really do give a shit and try to help it the best way they can but that's going to fade quickly because you got all these people who are just going to be out for themselves 
Oberg Car Care was founded on the basic idea of remove the guesswork. And that's one reason it received the Product of the Year Award in 2021 at the Southern Detail Conference. As professionals, we forget how difficult and confusing pain correction can be. And that same challenge applies when trying to train employees to duplicate the quality of finish and work that you would yourself. The Oberg system removes the guesswork from pain correction and provides results every single time. To learn more, check out obergcarcare.com. And use the code DSP20 to save 20% off any wheel cleaner for the month of March. Well, yeah, I mean, it's almost, I mean, it's almost a Kim Kardashian syndrome, right? I mean, everybody all of a sudden thinks that they're an influencer or they're famous yeah. in detailing, which, I mean, what's, what's being a famous detailer really do? NASCAR. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, listen, man, I, I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it to them all day long. I mean, Rennie Doyle, you could say is a famous detailer, right? I mean, the guy yeah. makes a buttload of money doing his you know, trainings and his coachings. And because he's gotten to that level, he's a businessman now. He's not even a detailer, really, I would say right. anymore, you know? Right. Um, I mean, he's, he's written books. He's, he's been on TV shows, you know, things like that, that aren't, that aren't the detailing shows and not to take anything away from like Mike Phillips, who's done the detailing shows, but like, those are two guys that I think of that are like <clears throat> famous, like people outside of detailing probably, kind of know them to an extent right mm -hmm. but you know everybody else it's like you know you're just you're just a car you know as far as most the general public or the majority of the public you know you're just a guy who washes cars you know yeah you might do it really well you know you might do it better than the next guy but i don't know man i, I had a conversation with knox yesterday or the day before um and, and I was, we were talking and, and I, I told him, you know, that I've kind of started to take his road of, you know, I'm, I'm not really posting as much anymore in, in, in a lot of the groups. I mean, unless it's, you know, for the, for the podcast, but I'm not, not posting a whole lot anymore. Um, and he asked me, you know, he's like, do you feel calm about it? And I was like, actually, I do. Like, I do. I do feel calm that I'm not posting anymore. And I'm not worried about what somebody's, you know, going to say about my, my video or my picture or what somebody's going to comment or, or whatever, you know, and, and a lot of times, um, you know, I, I, I should trademark it because it's kind of been my, my, my saying now, a lot of times when I see posts in these groups, like that meme the other day. I mean, it's awesome that you said something, but like, I stop on those memes, or I stop on these comments or things like that. And, you know, and I think that I'm trying to think of a reply. I'm trying to think of a con, you know, something that I want to say. And then I realize, like, okay, but what am I going to get myself into? I mean, it's just going to be a back and forth. He said, she said kind of situation. So, mm -hmm. you know, I just take my own advice and I just keep scrolling, you know, a little little dory you know just keep swimming just keep scrolling just keep swimming, but i just scrolling. keep scrolling you know <laughs> because at the end of the day what it what is it really gonna matter you know in my life that i comment on some detailers post that's halfway across the country or all the way across the country and you know it has no effect on my business or my life whatsoever um you know why does it why why so yeah i mean that's that's mm -hmm. one of my biggest pet peeves is just 
the egos that that get into the detailing industry and and people who think that they're you know a mega celebrity and you're really not one of my pet peeves is um i posted it the other day i deleted it just because i uh, i didn't think it was really funny after the fact but one of my pet peeves is like the nascar You muted yourself. I don't even know how I muted myself. <laughs> I didn't even have my hand on the on the mouse. Anyways, my biggest pet peeve is 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 these de- these detailers who put a plethora of companies on their shirts. Like, and what really makes it funnier is when you see somebody who has two different coding companies on their shirt, like. Like it, it's almost like they're trying to be like you know a NASCAR driver. I yeah. said that in the post. It's like you know damn well none of them companies paid you a penny to 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 have you advertise on your detail shirt. Listen, man, you know that's I mean? that's the thing with detailing, right? Detailing companies have absolutely have it made. Dude, right? they have the best marketing. They, I mean, listen, there's so many. <laughs> fanboys and fangirls out there that they don't need to pay for shit because everybody don't. everybody's buying a banner dude buying a banner was so ridiculous i felt um you know again I'll, I'll throw it out to i've said it before probably a long time ago most people probably forgot but when i had a skate shop man if i was ordering product from a company and i'd say hey you know like i need i need the banner i need something or whatever like they just sent it. It wasn't like, oh, well, it's 50 bucks, it's $65, whatever. Next time you do an order, order one and we'll throw it. No, it was like, hey, next time you make an order or something, we'll throw it in. Not only did they throw in a banner, but they'd like throw in extra wheels. They'd throw in an extra deck or they'd throw in T-shirts for giveaways and throw in packs of stickers. Like, you know, because they wanted, they wanted that, that, space in your shop you know to for people to buy their product but dude absolutely detailing companies man they they oh you want a banner oh buy it okay how much 65 dollars. take my money please you know like and that's like dude i still like that's what i did when when somebody got a new shop i would try to get i'd try to get them a banner for free No, like, I remember. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah, and then you got then you just started getting bombarded. <laughs> no, no, I think I mean I I did, but and that was great though. I, I wasn't even complaining yeah. because a lot of people were moving into shops, and that's a great move for a lot of details. Right, right. Very happy for them and everything like that. So I sent them a banner, like, hey, here's like a shop warming gift for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it it all started by a detailer saying, hey. I just got a new shop and I would really like to buy a banner. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, I, I know what it takes to to go and get a shop, you know, down payments and, and rent. Well, and it's a big overhead. jump too. Because you're, you're not sure jump. if you can make right. that rent every week and, or every right. month. And yeah. So I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll just send it to you, man. You don't have to worry about paying me for it. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, man, you just did something that a lot of people can't do. You joined, uh, you, 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 <laughs> I said joined because somebody just joined. Um, <laughs> you, you got a new shop. You took that leap of faith in yourself. So, uh, uh, you know, 
it's just only right for me to just do that for you because you got other other things to worry about than buying a banner. You know what I mean? So that right, just right. kind of started the trend of listen, if you got a new shop, hit me up. And then it just started happening. You know, people yeah. were like, yo, I got a new <laughs> shop. And I was like, awesome, dude. I'll send you a banner. But it was great because, you know, it, it not only shows what like our brand represents, but it shows yeah. that, you know, it, it, it'll show up in somebody's shop and they'll, they'll spread the word. But like, yo, Hang This Essence looked it up and I got a new yeah. shop and they just gave me a banner. You know, I, if I if I found that from another brand, I'd be like, "Yo, I want to buy from them." Right. But yeah, you're right. All these companies, they got it made. Yeah. They don't got to pay for marketing. No. Buy. You want a T-shirt to wear? Got to buy it. And the funniest thing too is these people who put their brands on like the their shirts and shit. They don't get nothing for free. They still got to buy chemicals and products and merchandise from them. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. That's like business 101. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it, man. You can you can jump on and talk if you want. Kyle Kyle's here. He's muted. He's what? He was on the uh Rodafest uh, Fest podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know when it was, but I was kind of watching it today. I don't even see his face. Where's your face? Oh, he's got his little background dropped up. Got his microphone on mute. Doesn't want to talk. It's cool. It's cool. You can just come listen. It's all right. Yeah, I I put a post in the group too, like two minutes ago. Yo, where's everybody at? Oh, okay. Nah, it's fine. Um, I knew I kind of dropped it like super late in the day, and then I forgot to put the time on it, so I had to delete it and repost mm-hmm. it with the time. Um, you know, because sometimes that helps when you put the time on. <laughs> Let people know what, what time. Yeah, it does help. And you yeah. got to remember time zones as well. Yeah, I've yeah, learned yeah, that yeah, the yeah. hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detailers. Fuego is a game-changing wheel cleaner and iron decontamination product. The perfect two-in-one product that can be used to deep clean wheels or remove iron contaminants from the paint. From personal experience, I can tell you that Fuego doesn't have that traditional harsh smell of other iron removing products on the market, providing a more user-friendly experience. So go to hypercleanstore.com and pick up some Fuego today. And don't forget, use the code DETAIL15 to save 15%. But yeah, 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 you're exactly right. I mean, it's like, you know, oh, you want brochures? Yeah, those are 10 bucks a pop or whatever, <laughs> you know, for a 10 pack, you know. <laughs> like for real, that. man. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's uh yeah, dude. Detailing companies, uh, there he is. Um, ah, okay, okay. Yeah, detailing companies have it, have it perfect, man. Uh, uh, shoot, what am I trying to do here? Um, I, need to, I need to take some uh, marketing lessons from them. Yeah, right. Yeah, maybe you should instead of giving away free banners. Tell me, what am I doing? <laughs> um, Kyle, man, we're talking about pet peeves and detailing. You got any? Oh my gosh, pet peeves. <laughs> uh, not putting my tools back where they belong. Um, Ooh, shop pet peeves. There not, we go. Not That's putting a... the product back where it goes. And I know when I'm doing stock where that product goes. Nice. Yeah, but how about, how pet about peeves too? That's like OCD pet peeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh shit, it's about to get lit in here. Um, oh, how boy. about how about like industry pet <laughs> oh shit yeah it's about to get lit now we're about to have some fucking fun hey john how you now we're about to have some fun i'm sorry for interrupting kyle damn no i love it 
So yeah, go go on, Kyle. <laughs> Industry pet peeves. What do you got? Uh, just all the crap that you guys talk about that everybody uh, has to start a fight this over that and we can't all work together and make it you know figure it out like that everybody's gotta start a beef over something you know yeah good uh mr john purdue is in the house so it's about to get crazy how you doing john <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just funny hearing. I haven't met Kyle, but just hearing him talk, I'm like, oh, man, we're talking trash about me now. Okay. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Uh, good, man. I actually decided to jump on just because I'm sick of fucking working today. So, um, yeah, I needed a – said this is a break from life. So, well, I think you joined at, like, the right yeah, time. Yeah, we're talking about pet peeves in the industry. I mean, do you have any? I don't know. You're, like, such a cool, like – positive kind of guy i don't know if you've got I, any pet peeves <laughs> i don't even know how to fucking take that because i was like honestly i, I, have a, I was like i have a lot of pet peeves um you know the, the, i think you the, the i think you've got like me, three three podcasts worth of worth of pet peeves well it, it's my whole problem is just people are stupid like it, you know and i'll respect what college just said about like you know why can't people work together? Like, absolutely. Right. You, you know, I'm willing to work with people, but like yeah. at the same time, like you got to think of where our industry started. Like half these guys started out of the garage respectfully. Right. I did the same thing, but at a certain point, these guys aren't willing to educate themselves further. You go into any of the groups, look at like your pain assassins group, look how much dumb stuff gets posted in there. Like how many times do you guys have to correct people even in your podcast group? Like, hey, this isn't meant for this. Or they post yeah. a coding thing, your pain assassins. Like you look at the stupidity and I'm going to put it flat out that word stupidity in this industry. It's just like, that's half the problem. So I do feel like you have to weed that crap out, right? Most of these people, like they fight over, it's like, oh, well, he left a little marring behind or that scratch or this shit. And it's just like, dude, guys, like shut the <laughs> fuck up and get over it, you know? But yeah. like- you know, th there's guys in this industry that are with other companies, respectively, that if you want to call them competitors, I'm friends with, you know, you've met me in person, Alex, like, yeah. I am an asshole. But at the same point, like, I feel like I'm easy to work with. And I, I've worked with those brands, like I told you, Barry Thiel, him and I've gotten along, him and I actually had a long phone call, like six months ago, we were talking trash about other people. But, um, you know, <laughs> we, we have some common grounds on certain things. And the problem is, like, how do you line it up, right? Because we're we're an industry based off of misinformation. Yeah. That's that's the ground root problem. So, you know, but pet peeves, yeah, there, there's a whole laundry yeah. list of them, man. And I don't even know where to begin on it, to be honest, in a specific, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking kind of about the, uh, the meme that was going around this week. Um, you know, that was, that was just to kind of fill you guys in. That was, that's kind of one of my pet peeves where, you know, all the people who you kind of look up to and, and have a name in this industry, you know, kind of make fun of the, the new people starting out, um, you know, when, when they shouldn't. And, and it's like, you know, go, you know, go back to when you were starting out, you know, you were well, in these groups asking the same type of questions there's it's funny because I, I could go from two ends on it. i don't agree with teaming up like i see it like i remove myself from basically actually every group out there except for i just got added back in it uh detail for money but i i can't even cringe right like the yeah i i would say more vulgar things but 
Uh, the only other groups I'm actually in is your pain assassins group and your podcast one. That's what I've limited myself to these days. Appreciate but that. even, but you know, the pain assassins actually seems like everybody gets along pretty well. Doesn't seem like there's any bullshit, which is mm. pretty good. You guys run it very tight properly. The podcast one, it seems pretty quiet, which is good. Um, but the other groups, it's funny because like, I don't know how many, either one of you, like I'm one of those people, if I want to learn something, I'm going to figure it out myself and either make the mistakes and then learn from it. Right. The problem with our industry right now, some of the questions I see people like, Oh, how do you deal with this situation? How do you fix this? Or how do you clean this out? And it's like, our society is based off of this. Like, let's ask everybody for help. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, my whole thing is like, I have people like, if you notice on social media, I'm pretty quiet these days, but if you followed me like two or three years ago, I used to post stuff, PPF stuff nonstop. Yeah. And yeah, I remember I got fed up with people messaging me. Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? <laughs> how the fuck do you expect me to explain this over a messenger? How to do this. So like today I did mm -hmm. it for fun because I was actually curious to see, well, let's see, you know, I, I post a lot of things on my stories just so they actually disappear in 24 hours. Um, but I was curious. I, I do these things out of more like looking for statistics of like what's actually going on and what the feedback is, right? All, all my bashing on certain like properties of codings, I do it actually to see what the feedback is. Everybody thinks it's malicious, but it's actually, I'm more curious of like what's people's reactions are and where people are aligned in this industry. It's just sitting on the back door and just watching the industry go this way or that way, right? Right. Um, which has been pretty positive, you know, even when I first did your first podcast, I was kind of curious of like, how's this going to go? Right. Um, which you said the pod that it's been decent feedback and I've actually had people message me like, Hey, I listen to your podcast. And the guy, one guy actually, and I feel bad. Um, he was like, Hey, you know, where do you go to learn about this stuff? I'm like, go dig into a rabbit fucking hole. I'm like, yeah. you're not paying me. I was like, this, this is a business at the end of the day. I have a home life. I was like, I'm not here to do your work for you. I was like, I've had to dig through my holes to find stuff. I've had to go through my channels. Everybody should. Yeah. But the group's uh, a pet peeve and problem is, you know, people beg for help. Well, the other the other thing was, I mean, and there's nothing wrong, I think, asking for help because sometimes it does. But the one thing that I've noticed is, you know, if John, like John, if I ask you like, hey, you know, I saw that you did, you know, whatever car, whatever paint, you know, how did you do that? And you could say like, oh, well, I use this pad and this combo, blah, 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 blah. But that might not work for me because your technique is going to be different. Your style well, 100%, is hundred percent. My dexterity is garbage. Like my grips worthless, you know, how much right. force I exert on a machine. It's <laughs> different. Even into film, right? Like people always ask like, Oh, how do you do that mirror in one piece? I'm like, you know, the fundamentals are the same, but I'm like how you get from point A to point B there, there's 50 different ways. Right. Like exactly. And they're, as long as you're doing it properly, you can look at something like film when people have film laid and you see, how the film's bundled up or like how it's relaxed, you can tell if they did it right or wrong. Just like you could look at a car when they do a paint correction and make the assumption it's done right or wrong. Yeah. I, I think helping people out is fine. And I think it's, I, I think it's kind of just worthless too. Like at the same point, like what we do, no matter what it is, like PPF does take some, I think, skills and patience to learn. Paint yeah, corrections definitely. does too. Yeah. Right. There, there's certain parts of the paint correction, you know, side of the industry that does understanding actually what coatings do and how they actually chemically work, uh, you know, is a different thing. But everybody wants a short answer. And that's what I see in these groups. You know, if somebody asks a specific question like, hey, I got this kind of etching, I've tried this, this and this solution. 
you know, this is what my knowledge limits me to. What can I do? Right. You know, and maybe somebody can give an answer where somebody starts bashing them at that point is stupid. But when I see somebody's like, Hey, I have this scratch. I can feel it with my finger and it won't come out. How do I get it out? Yeah. When you see something stupid like that, you're like, dude, come on. Like I've seen people be aggressive and like, you shouldn't be in this industry. And that's a matter of fact, they're selling a service to a customer and they don't have that information as a business owner. You're there to create a solution, not to go out and beg and gripe for a solution for your customers. Like how many times have you been stuck on a car and you drop your phone? You know, this isn't who wants to be a millionaire where you have 10 lifelines to go call somebody. Your, your goal as a business owner is to identify and create a solution. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't be doing that. If you're a do-it-yourself guy, sure, ask questions, be stupid. But most of these people either have a mobile business, a shop, or something like that, and they're charging money for it. Gen KO is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease, and grime. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready-to-use product was produced. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer, and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix. Yeah, but what if what if on the flip side of that, let's let's say it's you know somebody who maybe doesn't have the skill set, and maybe when they sold the service, you know, I mean, listen, I, I'll be I'll be frank, I'm not one of the one of the detailers that goes around and does one of these like clipboard, you know, inspection sheets kind of deal. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, I mean, like I'll do a quick walk around, and and there's been times where you know after you wash the car and you start cutting you know, you, you come across something that, you know, obviously you're not, not going to see. So, you know, somebody gets in that situation and then they're asking for help because maybe it's a, a pigtail they've never, they've never dealt with before. There's like weird kind of sanding marks they've never seen before. Don't know about like, that's where I think like, it's good to go into the groups and ask those questions without getting like that, that typical bashing you know that you're gonna get like kind of deals so yeah i kind of see but, what you're saying john but at the same time i think there's a flip side to it you know for the for maybe people okay. who are uneducated but, so let, let's go with paint substrates there's what how many different substrates of paint they all react differently your pad combination your polish, com polish combination your ambient temperature the force you exert on the machine if the brushes are working properly right you you have oh there's, there's a million a there's a million right? things so, that could go into yeah. it yeah so the, the problem is somebody can identify the issue. Can you give an actual proper 100% validated solution to that problem, right? So you can give suggestions, but that suggestion doesn't work. So what happens if the suggestion causes further damage, right? You know, it, it goes back to like, th this is how, this one's going to make me sound like a complete asshole, like a genuine asshole. So um, I started off in cars and like, playing with Nissan centers like 20 years ago plus right and um there was a form for like centers and somebody goes on there and you know he always chatted about cars and he can do this and it's how do I change my oil and to me that's like a <laughs> fundamental basic thing well do you know what my dip head dipshit response was to him oh yeah change your oil this is how you do it you know you drain it out change your filter and get you know um two liters of oil and fill it up till it comes up to the valve cover How do you change a tire, John? 
Uh, do you want the specifics? I, I can actually tell you exactly every single way to do it because I, I did it for a living for a short life, you know. But that, that's the thing is like the, the guy asked a question on there. There are other resources for places like that, right? Yeah. There's information out there to give that answer. There is. And I so, think sometimes sometimes it's hard to feed or hard yeah. to to weed out like who's the new guy who's who's legitimately trying to gain knowledge and who's the troll, right? Because let's face it, a lot of detailers get in these groups and just troll the last stupid questions just just cause. So Oh, absolutely. And I, I see it, but I also think at some at some point in these groups, like they become bullshit. I, I've been watching like the detail for money once, you know, it, it's there's nothing productive ever out of it, right? And at the same time, if somebody answers or asks a question, how many different answers are you getting in there? Yeah. I that's why I think it's just kind of stupid. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I remember I had a a guy that worked for me, this is like 2014, 2015. And it was an old Corvette, you know, like with the uh, soft top, like, you know, 80 style Corvette with the soft top window in the back. Right. And I told him exactly how to fix it. Right. And the problem is somebody like him, he went into one of these stupid groups who also represented my business. Unfortunately, I was like, Hey, how do you do this? And everybody in the industry knew he worked for me. Right. And it's just like, I told him exactly what to do. And he goes here and gets different feedback. Then he'd come back and argue with me. So you also have a, a place where people have employees. They go to seek information. Yeah. It becomes a contradiction to that business. There, there, there's so many things. That's why it's just like, you know, what you said, kind of like, you know, if there's like a pigtail or scratch, right? Sell your expectations, right? We don't live in a perfect world. Jobs aren't delivered perfect. Yeah, no. If you're getting a car to 100%, like if anybody tells me they got a car to 100%, go eat shit. You're lying. And if know. that car stays 100, uh, there's probably you know, a lot of people in the industry that are well, You know, it's all it all goes back to the you know the full the full correction. You know, well if, if you know if you're if you're doing a full correction, are you taking the door handles off to get in the, the door cups? Are you pulling well, and, and lights out to get into the what? You know, like well, there's different levels of full correction. Well, and, and this is something you guys would probably be better suited, you know, for Jason and Kyle to answer because, like, I don't I don't polish cars anymore, right? You know, yeah. the paint assassin group. If you notice, I don't ever say a fucking word. I just kind of lurk around. But at the same point, like a good question to ask you guys is then is like, was it, what is an acceptable level of paint correction to sell to somebody? Yeah. You know, there's so many different things. Like my whole I think, biggest thing I think is it, like, all it doesn't matter. To, I think it all goes to what the client's looking for. And, I, and honestly, I think, you know, majority of the, the population is looking for pretty much what everybody does as a full detail i mean you're just you know doing a decon you're claying it you're cutting it you're polishing it you know there's not a lot of people that are getting into that 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 are looking for that concourse level and and the industry's changed that's what everybody forgets like how how long have you been doing all this All, all of you right if you've been in this industry for over 10 years you know, go back to, and I think you and I talked on a, on a podcast, you go back 10 years ago and it's like, people used to come to my business or to me looking for paint correction. You know, they were like, Hey, I looked on the forms. I want my car to be perfect. Right. Well, now we have coatings that have been introduced in the U S in the last 10, 12 years. Right. And in the last six years, they've gained a lot of popularity. And now we're, you know, instead of dealing with 1%, we're dealing with 10% of, you know, yeah. whatever the market penetration is these 9% of people, they don't give a shit about defects. So 
half the time, the way I have to explain it to these people, it's, it's not the level of correction. You know, it'll pop up the gloss, but if it's a new car, it has some wash marring in it, possibly from the factory. It's, well, we have to machine polish it because it's a mechanical decontamination of the paint. That's the stupid way I have to explain it to customers so they understand because right. they're like, oh, what defects? My car looks perfect. You don't need to polish it. So when people gave me that, you know, stand back of like, oh, I don't need my car polished. I just need a ceramic coated. No, we have to polish your paint because it is ultimately a source of decontamination of the paint, right? You, you have your chemical decontamination, clay barring mechanical and polishing it. Right. Dave Fermani mentioned it like six years ago where somebody was talking about clay barring and it's just like fucking blow it out with compound. It's going to yeah. rip everything out anyways. And you're chasing it on a three-step. You're going to refine it and then refine it again. Yeah. You know, what did you do before, you know, Automagic and all those companies had clay bars? You compounded the shit out of it with wool and, you know, whatever compound was back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, but, you know, paint correction is one thing. Helping people, I get it. But at the same time, we're on a business. Are you willing to answer your phone? or messages to 50 people if they were to hit you up and ask you for help on how to do this, you know? Depends on how Well, I help to a certain extent. Like, I help to a certain extent, but it's ultimately up to the person who's asking for help to find the solution to their own to their own question. Yeah. Well, but so the point blank, right? So if some random person you've never met, you see it in a group, you don't even know who his name is, message you, hey, how do you do this? Are you going to give them a full thorough written out paragraph? And imagine if that happened to you five or six times a day. No, I'll right? do so it think like about... in a short version of it. Do a short, short so... version of it. I, I just dealt with that today. Someone asked how to deal with oxidation on a boat. I gave them the breakdown on how to do it as simple as I could and said, hey, this is how you do it. Plain and simple. And now it's up to him to, to put that shit in action and either it's going to work or it's not going to work. But then the question is, if it happened to you five times a day, five days a week, would you still do no, that? No, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, Probably I think that, not. that's what I'm saying. Probably is. not. Yeah. I think but at that point, John, it's like what you said, like, <clears throat> go, go, go find the rabbit hole yourself kind of deal. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But that, that's what it is. So like, I have to look at it that it's, it, it's very full treatment in that sense. Right. Everybody these days in this fucking society wants that crap. Right. So it's like, if I know somebody's like, Alex, you call me and you're like, Hey, question on this, I'm going to answer it to you. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I have that relationship with you. And, you know, there is that connection between us and business and mutually we know each other. I will do that for certain people I know, you know, like today, I, I right before I jumped on the podcast uh, or this, whatever the hell this is, I don't even know your birthday <laughs> celebration thing. Yeah. Um, birthday bash, whatever. Whatever the hell your birthday is. Yeah. I don't even know what it was I just saw and I was like yeah screw it I got nothing to do but um I had a, one of my installers asking me questions about PPF it's like yeah I'm gonna answer it to him you know he spends money with me and if I can help him out it solidifies a relationship right right but you know today through just that stupid story I posted on Instagram I had like 10 DMs I didn't reply to any of them my my short answer was go figure it out yeah it's I, I'm not here and it's not to sound like an asshole, but it's like everybody's talking about a work life balance, all this stuff. It's I did it kind of cunty just to see what people's reactions were because that's why I stopped doing it a year ago. But I was curious because I wanted to see where people were with certain things. Like and it's people beg for help way too much. Like when you picked up a polisher before you ever you know, put it on a paint for the first time. Did you go into a group and say, hey guys, I bought this machine. What do I do? Yeah. 
you figured it out, right? You either, you know, newer generations, you well, I mean, technically, watch YouTube. Is your car detailing website crashing and burning? Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You're putting the pedal to the metal, but not seeing the leads you want? Bingo. Keep your detailing website out of the danger zone. Yes, Detailers Roadmap is the premier web service for detailers. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? We build punchy marketing campaigns and cost-efficient websites for detailers designed to get you leads and generate traffic. Custom-built websites start at just $99 a month. I feel the need, the need for speed. And unlike other developers, we only work with one industry, yours. Stay out of the danger zone. And cruise on over to DetailersRoadmap.com and see how we can push your leads into overdrive. Talk to me, Goose. That's DetailersRoadmap.com. Cougar, you hear that? Roger. Technically, I had Todd Helm come and teach me how to use a Rupus machine, so. <laughs> I was lucky. <laughs> I know guys that learned from Greg Masterson and probably figured out faster than better than you. Listen, I, I before Todd came, I did I did watch Greg Masterson videos, but you know, then I had then I had Todd with Rupus come and show me what to do. So you know, you know, it's funny. It's like I can't personally like I don't really care for the guy. I don't know him. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people hate him, and I'm like, you know, ninety percent of our industry currently is fed from that shit eight nine years ago. Oh yeah. And it's it's funny everybody hates it it's like you know i, mean, I, I don't care for ceramic pro but i'm like they're not the ones that marketed ceramic, uh, ceramic coatings like they claim they did you know and they're a different registered company in the united states and there's a lot of shady shit but at the same time they marketed it to a degree and it made it more known about right you know there's a lot of ways you can look at these things but yeah todd how so that's interesting let's, so that's let's, you learned let's from. uh Let's see what, like, Ian just popped on, too. So what's one of your pet peeves in the industry? I'm going to probably have to agree with what John just said as far as, um, like, not taking their own initiative to do or try their own thing. Everybody, it feels like, is just afraid to fail on their own, you know, or they feel bad about it. And then it's somebody else's fault or this or that, you know, Mm. Um, and then another thing is just the guys that probably honestly don't stick with a certain polish, right? They've always got this one's the best or this one's the best or this one's the best or this one's the best. And it seems like every week that they're coming out with something else. That's um, the best. But as yeah. far as like industry stuff, I don't know, man. I'm on the Paint Assassins page and then like maybe two other groups. I left everything because of all the drama and yeah. the bickering and all the nonsense. So see. I, I, I envy I envy guys like you and John that could do that because I'd love to dip out of a lot of the groups, mm-hmm. but I need I need to be able to post the podcast. But but here's at the same point in a definitive point, Modest has talked about in things here and there, not as much as other coding companies. Theoretically, I should be in all of them. Yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I just decided to like, you know, you're I guess, yeah, because you're trying to market the podcast, yeah. things like that and grow it. I get that. For me, it's like I left them because I don't have time. My focus is on our installers, our business, you know, what's going on in the world that's screwing us over every day, you know, right. but, you know, yeah, te- technically you should be too busy to be farting around on 
Facebook wondering what's being said in groups. Oh, yeah. That, it, that's what it boiled down to Yeah, with me. Like, up in the north, we're very, like, we only work in the summer, wintertime, unless you've been around for 20 years or whatever, or can't afford to market like that. So when we're super busy, like, I never had time to sit on my phone unless it was for appointments. Right. But I would catch myself in, like, detailing for money or this group or that group, like, picking at people's posts and like critiquing and this and that and not focusing on anything else. And as soon as that went away, um, like for me personally, I've been able to like focus on my personal company and then, you know, this chemical stuff that I'm trying to do moving forward too. So all in all, it is kind of up to the people, you know what I mean? Like if, if you're trying to run employees and things like that, there's no way I was able to micro, not necessarily micromanage my guys, but make sure they're on task while doing everything else too. But when I sit here in the wintertime and we're not doing shit, it's really easy to, you know, talk about what your experience is and then try and do it nicely without some, you know, guy getting offended or something like that just right. because you do it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, again, it's, it's, it's the detailer ego and man, Listen, for everybody who's listening, the one that we're recording on Friday night that's going to come out on Sunday, it's it's not going to be for the week. Detail. Oh, dude, hell no. So if you get offended easily and if you got like... Yeah, just don't listen a, to our next one. A fragile ego, don't listen. Do not <laughs> listen. I'm curious, what is the subject, if you I'll, can say? I'll I'll text you offline. I don't I don't okay. I don't want to I don't want to really kind of give nope, it away nope, before nope. That's before good. we That's give good. it away. I, yeah. I, that's why I said if you can. Yeah, yeah. I'll text you offline about it. Um, Jacob, what about you, man? What's what's some detailing pet peeves that that uh, that you don't like? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, I'll tell you what, it's like your podcast, crazy coding claims. It's just I have I'm in a small area. I got detailers that are telling, I had a customer come and say, you know, I got to, they stream a code in my car and I said, it's going to last a lifetime. I was like, they said, <laughs> even if I take it, literally, literally, I called the detailer. I wasn't, I was just trying to like give him some info. I like helping other detailers around because there's plenty of cars. And I said, Hey, I said, I wouldn't tell your customers that. And he goes, well, it'll last through car wash brushes and everything. I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to say the name he uses, but you know, it's just one of them codings that you see on Facebook. You're scrolling through, you know, seven years, nine years, 10 years. And it's like, I don't, I just don't see the passion in some people. And the biggest thing is, is pricing. That is the biggest thing that bothers me is where I'm at. I'm kind of in a lower income place and I got people selling ceramics for three to 400 bucks. Well, I'm three times that price. I'm a little low compared to you guys, but I mean, they don't understand the value. Everybody's trying to race to the bottom. Yeah. And I preach it a lot because it's why race to the bottom when we, I mean, I don't understand it now. And sounds like California. It is. It's, it's a bad it's thing. Like I, mean, it's a, too. I, <laughs> I think it's just the detailing industry altogether. Mm -hmm. Everybody's racing to the bottom. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Fermani is notorious for, you know, his, his hashtag, you know, RYP raise your prices. I think, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's too scared to, or not confident enough to raise their prices. Clients will pay it. I mean, I, there's, I mean, shit, John, you know, your Modesta guy here in Orlando, Steven, he charges, you know, crazy money and he's got people that are yeah. paying it. 
you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. Yeah. So like I do, I do vetting calls all the time with like guys that are interested in Modesto. And I, and I always like to do vetting calls just so I can talk to the person. Also, one of the questions I always ask, because if it's on their website or their social media platforms, I'll make sure I ask them mainly just to make sure their, you know, answers are straight. But I always ask people like, what do you charge for your services? Let's, let's exclude your ceramic coatings. Let's just talk about a simple one-step paint polish correction, whatever you want to call it, and then go into your different variations of multi-steps. Yeah. I'm curious where that is. And right, the funny thing is I, I log all this stuff down. I always write it down after the phone call, like who's this guy is? I have a running list and a notebook of just businesses and what they charge or what they say, right? People don't realize how much you can actually get in these services. The guy I chatted with today, I mean, he is in the middle of fucking nowhere. So Mesquite, Arizona, or no, Nevada, right? So he's to an hour north of Vegas. It's a small city. It's all retirement. It, it's very small. He's charging over $700 to do a polish. Then you see guys out here charging, you know, and no, and if anybody on here does it, I'm not disrespecting you by any means, but charging like $200, $300, right? And then I always get into the question of people and it, this one threw me off because I won't say the guy's name or business, but like, then he starts like in a multi-step at nine fifty, And I always ask people, why do you do that? And they're like, well, you know, they give me some bullshit excuse, right? Well, if a one step, you know, let, let's say your face wash decontamination, whatever you charge for it. And if you were to break it down, all the carton your services is 150, 200. Why are you charging 600 for this service? And then 300 for this additional step. Most of the time, yes, in some cases, polishing compound, different time variants there. Yeah. But if you break it down fundamentally, it's one step, two step. You charge 600, 1200, right? So like our one step polish on a car starts at 700 for our business and a multi-step starts at 1500, right? There, there's different steps and processes that happen in between everything, right? So it does take either equal or greater amount of time, sometimes a little less. It depends, you know? Yeah. And that's where it's like people's pricing. So like, you know, I, I don't know who was just talking. He said, Josh or whatever his name is. Jacob. Um, Jacob, you know, he's mentioning like his area, people are charging three or 400 and he's saying he's charging like three times the amount. That's a pretty good fair price for ceramic yeah. coating. That's a damn good perceived yeah. value of what he's doing. I, and I'm being honest, like even, I don't know where you're at, what your prices are, but that honestly is probably where the market value is for, you know, even an entry level coating, right? So props on that because that's a good thing. But yeah, everywhere you have the rat race to the bottom. And Jacob's even hitting uh, an outside the box market where he's doing a lot of agricultural type stuff. He's doing a lot of tractors and lawnmowers and stuff like that. So he's even going outside the box yep. of what normal detailers would go for. Actually, yeah, I think I don't I'm bringing a on a guy. Oops, sorry. I don't get a lot of big fancy cars, but that's like in my shop today, I got half a million dollars sitting there. It's going to get yeah. buffed. And <laughs> it's like two Ferraris I mean, sitting in there. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I have a guy, I have a guy down in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he always sends me pictures of the, these exotic cars. And I go, that's okay. I'm working on a half a million dollar combine, you know, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only one. Wait, he, where are you from, Jacob? County, Ohio. I'm about 45, okay. about an hour away from, I'm north of Cincinnati. Just say Cincinnati, Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. That makes sense because I was like the guy that uh, supposed to be coming on board with Modesta does a lot of agriculture stuff too. And he was asking those questions. He's from Indiana. So I was just like, seems like everybody in that area does a lot of that crap, which there's apparently a lot yep. of fucking money in. Oh, there is. Yeah, I mean, and I have, subsidies, so, and, and right I've done too it for them. 
<clears throat> yep, yep, yep. Farmers love it. Farmers like to see that equipment. I mean, I can bring 40, 60-year-old paint out. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I'm not bragging. It's one-stage paint. It's easy, you know, and that's another pet peeve. I watch these guys on TikTok, and they buff it out, and they go, and I saw a guy that commented. He goes, hey, farmer, whatever. I said, how did you do that? And the guy goes, well, I don't give away my secrets. You can call us and we'll travel to your state and do it. Well, I got on there and I commented. I said, here's the steps. Do this. I said, you're going to good finish. <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy blocked me. And then he sent me a direct message and said, well, why, why would you do that? You're ruining my business. I said, why be an asshole like that? Why go tell somebody you keep your secrets? It's one stage paint, dude. If you cannot, if anybody can buff one stage paint, if you cannot buff one stage paint with a DA, then I... It's yeah. not hard. I mean, I could sit here and do it with a hand and you can see the finish is better. And yeah, I said, I'll give one example. Like, one stage military grade single stage paint can be a pain in the ass. I haven't buffed that. I haven't buffed that. I've just buffed tractors. So I haven't. I don't know this military grade one step you're talking about because <laughs> every military vehicle I fucking had was like this fucking rhino line bullshit that I just pressure washed. <laughs> Well, that's because you're like a half-ass grunt they just throw in the field to get killed. <laughs> they give you the shitty rundown Hummers that have like 500 hours on them, not the fresh ones, dude. No, but we, we, because I've done some unique projects with like Joe Fernandez, Fernandez and them with like the B-24s and the B-17. Those, those single, it's a single stage military grade paint. I mean, you could buff those things year in, year out and you'll never burn through them or strike through them or anything or fade out, but like they suck. You literally have to feed so much hydration in those paints. They just suck everything up. Like those, they're miserable. So, yeah, it, but it's ag's getting into be a big industry. I mean, through what I see, I mean, it's just what I see through my feed. And there, there's a coating company out there I do not care for at all. They wanted me to be an installer. They're all over TikTok. You might know who they are if you know who I'm talking about. And, it's it's I don't they wanted me to be an installer and some of the claims they had I just I said I don't want nothing to do with it I don't I'm not gonna stand behind this and yeah it's, I love hearing I love hearing name brands come on guys me don't too I'm curious on this TikTok the, yeah that, can you give like initials I'm not, I'm not on that platform. can you give initials oh I'll just say the name I don't care the guy that called me about it I got into it with you because I said I'm not doing it he literally it's roar coatings roar coatings oh now, god I, mean, I don't I yeah no I don't like they, I don't like them. Canadians. I, yep, 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 yep. Well, he sent me a picture. He said, see what our coating can do. Well, it was a tractor hood like this split in half. Half of it was faded, and they literally buffed the other half. They said, oh, we just applied our coating across it, and it turned it into gloss. And I was like, no, you did. I said, no, you did. He goes, it's going to be a lifetime. You never have to worry about it. It goes on your car fax. It's got a warranty. I said, I don't want nothing to do with it. I said, get out of here. And then he's like, well, you're going to be the – you're going to be the first installer in the state of Ohio in Indiana. I said, I don't care. I said, you know how many coding installers are? I said, I don't care. Nobody cares. I'm so offended. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'd I be offended it. of how stupid they think I am. <laughs> yeah, I think didn't Alex just have like one of the guys from Real Codings on your podcast recently. No. no. Avant, Yvonne. Who? Yvonne, Yvonne, oh. or whatever it is. Oh, LaCroix? Uh, LaCroix. Yeah, oh. LaCroix. Oh, is you he know part he's, part, of... he's involved in that. Oh, no, I didn't know. <laughs> Pam, <laughs> all those people. No. Yeah. He's involved with that. No. He's involved yep. with that. He is. Yep. I, I, that's one of them. I mean, he's a nice guy, but I just look at it as 
it's he's a salesman. He's a salesman. See, I think, he I think coatings like that. You know, I think I think John and Modesta are, are one of the the um, uh, excluded from from these brands. But going back to what I was saying, you know, what we were saying about detailers racing to the bottom, right? Because they're not they're not confident about their their skills, or they're not confident about themselves, or whatever. I think that's the same thing with the coding companies making these outlandish claims, right? Because because they know detailers are going to buy it if it's got an outlandish claim. And if they're not like that sure, you know, and I know everybody's going to say, Oh, but we do our testing. We do our testing. We do our testing. Um, But come on. I mean, you know, even I think Johnny, I I think even you said that, you know, what's tested in a, in a lab isn't the same as testing real world, you know, on a car. No, It's not right. There's too many variables. People forget that's where outlandish claims like the, the, the point blank I'll tell you, and we've talked about it, is like Modesta, our BCO4, BCO5, right? Those are our two like most popular longer term yeah. coatings. On our charts, on our website, it says three to 10 years, right? And when people ask, well, why so broad on the range? Well, shit, short answer, don't fucking wash your car. Water behavior will die off and get inhibited in six months. Three years yeah. of coating's fucking dead. You're going to lose a lot of the protection barriers <laughs> of what it does time after. Well, a daily driver, well cared for, garage kept at night, certain environments, certain parts of the United States or the world, you can see four or five, six years out of it. You know, it, it, it's always a loaded question, right? Right. That's why like, when coding say like nine year guaranteed or this or like, there's no fixed expiration on that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not a produce produced product where it has a shelf life that's guaranteed, right? It, it's, right. I mean, listen, it, it you, just, could, you could put, you could put wax on a car, you know, one of the go. cars that 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 Fermani does that then immediately goes in a bubble and is never driven again. And and Fermani could be like, hey, that's a 10-year wax. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what it is. Like people forget, like different environments, like you know, um, the guy that said he was from Ohio, dude. The shit they spray on the roads in the Midwest yeah. out there is really <laughs> fucking harsh. Like you're talking about brine mm-hmm. juice. Like if you ever go to the state websites for some of these, uh, like Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, Virginia, Maryland. The stuff they pre-treat the roads for like freezing rain and stuff like that. It literally says on the website, wash it off your car maybe it will damage the paint. It's Which also run. is kind of weird how like they can get away with EPA and DEQ laws of spraying that shit on the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't even do like like a, a base alkaline product, but you know, the state right. can do what they want, right? But you know, yeah. it's it's interesting because those chemicals will de- destroy a coating. Too much acidic barriers and too many yeah. alkaline properties, exposure of a car. You know, going through a tunnel wash when people are like, oh, my, your, your car can go through a tunnel wash all day long and it won't degrade. Yeah, it will. It's, you're, you're taking a strong alkaline product and shocking the shit out of the paint and it's going to degrade stuff. It degrades rubber trims. It degrades your factory paint. You know, none of this stuff lasts forever. None of it ever will. You know, that's yeah. why it's like, in I mean, one the, of the groups the- right now, there's a chat about lifetime coatings and <laughs> warranties or stuff like that. And I, and I rolled through it and the guy that posted it, like, I don't hate him. I like him. You know, he he's said some good things about Modesta and I've had some good chats with him, but like he's drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And he, he mm-hmm. says it helps his business. And these people are always like, oh, it grows my business. It grows my business. They're doing this. I'm like, holy shit, become a better business person. Learn how to run your business. Because what happens if that company ceases to exist in five years? You're left high strong, right? Like I, I tell every Modesta guy, it's not my job to dictate your business. It's my job to support your business. Right. So all these companies are like, oh, we do this for you. We do that fuck off man i'm like the reason our brand succeeds is because of the people behind it the the installers right it's it's you know i, I heard a 
you know, one brand say, oh, we built your company and all these guys are trying to do that. They're trying to dictate it. And it's just like, that's, that's another, while we're on pet peeves, that's another one that gets me is all these guys that, that, that give credit to the ceramic company for making their business oh. what, it, what, what it is <laughs> versus giving bro, it themselves. Bro. Now, I will answer this in a, in a very interesting perspective because I'll, I'll do it from the standpoint from a coding manufacturer to our business, right? Uh-huh. And maybe it's a confidence thing is what it is. But when I was introduced to Modessa, things like that, I think it helped build my confidence into it because I knew where it was back in the day. And, you know, I, I was one of the first guys right behind Brian Guy to touch the product, right? And, um, you know, at that point, like, I think it built confidence and it helped me motivate my business. The brand didn't build it, right? I think it gave it some presence that was good. Any coding company can do that, but Modessa didn't drive the sales to my door. Modessa didn't do any of this stuff. It was me getting off my ass, building my clientele basis. It was my customers came. It's like, hey, I like your paint correction services, your PPF work. This is what we want to do. You know, that's what me and Dave built for years. But um, yeah, no, no coding company build somebody's business no, and, if they, and if somebody lets them do that right realistically i mean i know it wouldn't happen because because of your your stake but you could you could not do modesta tomorrow and it's not going to affect your business oh yeah i can go put cresco grease on a car tomorrow and a customer right. like, oh, it looks so shiny and it feels slick right you know? yeah yeah, you know, that's, it, yeah. So that's another that's another one of my pet peeves. People that, no, that well, that goes credit. along with one of mine. Okay, let's hear it. Is when details like, oh, the ceramic coating made this paint look great. Uh-huh. Yes, in a way, it did make it look better. But your paint correction skills are what made that paint look as good as it does. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I have a good John. You know, <laughs> no, I, I tell people this. I tell installers all the time. Hey, because like. Technically, if you put it on a gloss meter, one of our coatings is glossier than the other. And people are like, should I sell that one for this? No, you sell the one with the best protection barrier because if the car goes on a gloss meter, let's just say somebody wasted their much, that much money on a fucking gloss meter and spent four grand, five grand, whatever those things <laughs> yeah. cost, right? Yeah. Put it on there and it reads 50 and you compound it, it gets up to 70, you polish it, it gets up to 90, right? You apply a coating on it, it's going to get it one, one up to like 91, 92 maybe, if that. Yeah. Now at that scale, you're talking from 10 at that point, right? So one point out of 10 is pretty good. But at the end of the day, I tell people, it's like, you could compound, take half of that car, compound, polish it and have, or two identical cars, compound and polish one and coat the other. Customer sees it before and after. That's all they're going to see. They don't get to see that rejuvenation process as you're going through right. from one, two, three, four, that people are like, oh, this pops this much more. Yeah, we've all installed coating. We notice that, that it amplifies the gloss a little bit more. But I'm like, half of it comes directly from the paint correction process, the mm-hmm. polishing, the refining of the paint. Like, and it's like, yes, they are glossy. They are wet looking, all that crap. You know, I have guys that post it and I'm fine with that, whatever, you know, floats their boat. But it's just like, yeah, it's, it adds very marginal shit and people blow that out of proportion. But my biggest pet peeve actually while we're on it is fucking people saying my coating feels fucking slick. I fucking hate that. I, I know you ripped me for that that one time. Because people are like, oh, it's so slick. I need to stop touching your fucking paint. You're not supposed to paint your paint. And if your coating is slick, that means there's an excessive amount of solvent still on it. Yeah. So, you know, it's it just, that's my pet well, peeve. If, and if I remember it. correctly from when you, when you and I had that talk, it's a difference of hydrophobics and hydrophilic, right? Like if it's... No. 
no, 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 no. Okay, then I don't. Hydrophilic and hydrophobics are two different barriers of like. Right. You know, and, and we can have this discussion. I, I, here. How well, many people are on? I mean, real, real quick. I don't. Rem- I can't remember because I remember you explained like why slick versus a little bit tacky. You know, and and I and I forget what it what it was because we've done enough of these well, podcasts. It, yeah, so it, it's mostly solvents, right? If you ever install yeah. the coating that feels super slick after you've installed it, have you felt it three months later? Is it slick still? Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've. If anybody hasn't validated, try that. Right. Yeah. It's a solvents, right? You have silica oil, things like there that suspend the product. Maybe a different type of solvent that makes it slick. It's still outgassing. At the same point, you got to remember how ceramic coatings are made, right? So if it's glass, right? Have you ever touched a raw piece of glass? Look at automotive glass. Is it slick? Until you put an actual windshield coating on it, it's yeah. not slick. You know, even after that windshield coating, uh, let's say it finally cures out, right? Let's say if you do any of these products on the market, G-Tech uh, Smart Glass, Fly by 30, Fly by 40, Glass Parency, immediately it feels slick. Go touch that window in three weeks. Is it slick? Nope. It's just a solvents. Glass yeah. by nature is not slick. You put your hand on it, just screeches like your yeah. hand. You know, it, it it pulls against it. Slickness has nothing to do with that protection barrier. Nothing. Waxes are slick when you put them on. Why? Because of solvents. Have you ever taken raw T1 carnauba? Would you put that on your car or raw paraffin wax? No. You know, it has solvents in it. The solvents yeah. are what gives it the slickness. You take a car that's been waxed, and let's say the solvents, you know. Florida summer heat, uh, summertime black paint will probably get close to 200 degrees. That's past the boiling point of most waxes at that point. Um, go touch your paint. Is it is it slick? Nope. It feels like normal paint. Right. Yeah. So that that's a pet peeve because it, it's a misconception in this industry where everybody thinks it has to be a certain way. But that goes into my pet peeves are based off of people's misinformation or lack of ability to understand things. Right. Well, I think a lot of that too is, you know, the clients want to feel that slickness, you know, if it's not slick and they don't, they don't believe that something was done to it, you know, or, or whatever, because again, it's like you said, wax has, wax has solvents in it too. And that's just where everybody's been, you know, brainwashed or educated through the years that, you know, it's got to be slick in order but, but we've changed the industry in the last 20, 30 years yeah. when ClearCoat came out because ClearCoat was supposed to be an end-all, be-all. So people are like, why do I need to do this to my ClearCoat yeah. now? So the industry industry has already conformed to these things. It's shown that it's capable of doing this. It's just people's willingness to not want to do it, right? Yeah. It's Remember, ClearCoat came out as, oh, it's going to protect your paint against all these things. And well, it turns out, nope, you still got to throw this on top of it, <laughs> this on top of it, this on top of it. This is going to fail, and then you got to replace it with this. Yeah, the industry's still buying it. Customers are still doing it. So why can't we educate them? Right? No, no, you're right. I, I, you know, like you said, you got to go down your rabbit hole yourself, figure it out, because nobody's 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 given the education right. Bruno, you yeah. still with us? You looking a little sleepy over yeah. there? Yeah. Bruno yeah. took his medicine, <laughs> so so Bruno might like literally pass out while we're talking. I took my sleep medication. Yeah, you're you're breaking up so bad. You're breaking up bad. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay, now I can hear you. I was like, it's probably the drug that he's just muttering. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, man! man. All right. Well, listen. It's been an hour. I appreciate everybody coming on and 
doing a pet peeve birthday bash deal. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, you know what though? We didn't get as much people as last year, and it's because we didn't give out free shit. So I got a Japanese gift to send you then. That's fine. Oh snap! What is that? It's a swan dick. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. I'm, I'm gonna send that for you. I got something I gotta send you anyway. So good. So, so good. I'm, I'm so gonna send good. this to you. I'll do that. Um, yeah. So no, I mean no, but I think this was cooler than last cooler year because last year. because last year it was chaotic and all over the place and went way too long and i think this was more educational more fun um and and we're stopping at the right time so i gotta i have to actually work tomorrow the first day this week i'm working is on my birthday so i'm gonna go to bed early um (laughs) so that's why we're ending it early so listen everybody I, i appreciate it thanks for jumping in thanks for talking um sharing your pet peeves and um we didn't do it at everybody the have a great night yeah we didn't do it at the beginning but you know the deal go like share subscribe oh, yeah, ring yeah. the bell all that fun stuff you guys you guys know where the uh the podcast is located where the facebook instagram all that stuff so i'm not going to go through it tonight so um all right guys appreciate it talk to you later thank you, thank you. yeah